Weekend Breakfast with Zane Johnson. In for Sarah Jane Makwala King on Cape Talk. Climate change is driving the country towards a warmer and drier future with predicted longer and extreme droughts and intense floods. Today, we chat to the Western Cape Provincial Head of the Department of Water and Sanitation in Tomizalnele Bila Mupariwa uh, about their key messages and outcomes this National Water Month in March. Join the conversation with me on Cape Talk. And Cape Talk is now in conversation with the Department of Water and Sanitation discussing national Water Month. And Tom Zanile, a very good morning to you and, and welcome to the show. Hi, good morning, Zane. Uh, good morning to your listeners. Thank you very much. Please pardon me for my voice uh, this morning. No, that's that's quite fine. Everybody's got a bit of this flu going around, and everybody's going to be screaming at uh, at uh, the EPRI later today. So that's quite fine. And Tomizanile Bila Mupariwa is the Western Cape Provincial Head for the Department of Water and Sanitation. If you have any questions and queries for her, you can give us a call on 0214460567 or on the WhatsApp line on 0725671567. And Tomizanile, this year the United Nations theme for World Water Day is accelerating change and how does this theme translate to south africa and our unique water challenges thank you so much uh, azain we are we are very excited about uh the theme that um world health organization has come up with the theme really seeks to inform the policy and decision makers inside and outside of the water community and also how to improve the water resources management as well as the access to water supply and sanitation services. These are essential to overcoming poverty. As you you know that um, we, we have been experiencing a, a lot of challenges due to um, load shedding and also to addressing various other social as well as economic inequalities, which are exactly the key challenges in South Africa. Mm. How does the broader access to water supply and sanitation services uplift impoverished and, and, and unequal communities? Because I think this is key, you know, when you are living in, in a community where there is very little water infrastructure and you have to either go, go down to a river or you have to find a, a, a well point or something like that in order mm. for you to access water. How does that broader community then access that water supply and sanitation services? Excellent. I think first and first, uh, we need to ensure that uh, there are policies in place in order to make sure that we implement whatever we said we want to implement. So now what the department has done thus far, we are currently finalizing the policy in terms of the access to basic and water sanitation services on privately owned uh, uh, land. And this draft policy is in, it seeks to explore ways to address the provision of water services in order to address um, the, the, the residents on privately owned land by ensuring that there is really access to safe and portable uh, water supply and sanitation. And that we know it is in terms of uh, Chapter 2 of the Constitution of Republic of South Africa. We have just completed now the public participation in, in, in the Western Cape. And now in end of uh, January, the policy is to be signed by the minister by end of June uh, this year. And uh, we are planning to uh, conduct workshops throughout the whole country by November once the minister has uh, approved the policy. And now given, uh, responding to your question, given the South African historical imbalances, 
access to safe water is a fundamental component of eliminating poverty because of lack of clean water and poverty are intricately intertwined. Water is essential for socio-economic development of the country and the efficient provision of the water use authorization for development initiatives that are beneficial to previously disadvantaged communities. Then if I can just give you one example quickly, you know, through the issuing of this water use authorization, I've got one example of the HDI, which is the historical disadvantaged individual that has benefited thus far. And she has, she has made a very good example in the agricultural uh, sector. And from the agricultural point of view, we, 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 we are very excited because this, this individual, she is, she is a woman, and, and her name, if I can give the name for, for, for the lady, is Miss Debbie Tennyson, mm-hmm. who benefited through the water use uh, authorization through the departmental prioritization of this water use authorization. And that was a game changer. That was a game changer to the department by enhancing the land reform process we, 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 we in, that we're initiating in terms of Section 27, where we are saying that all the commercial farmers, they need to ensure that their farm workers within their farm area, territory, they need to form trust in order to acquire this uh, water use authorization. And that is precisely in terms of uh, Section 27. Ms. Debbie Tennyson, she, she managed to get 30% into the farming venture in terms of the access to the farm number one, as well as the shares to new companies. And we speak now, she's owning 100% of the, of the, uh, the whole venture. And she, she managed to get access to, um, to, to the international market. She is basically one of the newcomers of, of one of the fruit uh, farmers that we have issued a, a water use license last year for the dam safety. And in order to acquire a dam safety um, a water use license it is quite a tedious process, but we managed to issue uh, a Ms. Tierson with, with, with that uh, water use license. And that is very exciting to the department. And all we are saying is that um, let us allow these SDIs, uh, you know, uh, an opportunity to get this water use authorization, obviously through following the proper channels and proper processes. Mm. It's it's essential for food security in Tomazanele that uh, you know we we have these small scale farmers and these farmers provide uh, quite a sort of a very intrinsic part of of what is necessary for our food security in the country. And we're chatting this morning to in Tomazanele Bila Mupawariwa, uh, and she's the Western Cape uh, Provincial Head for the Department of Water and Sanitation. Now, and Tomazanele, we we know that South Africa has incredible and very unique water challenges for example you know we're a water scarce country a number of people don't actually realize this and and the rainfall is not always distributed um sort of uh, evenly it's very unevenly distributed across the country not only that across the seasons and across the many years that we've we've had to cope with this water scarce country of us what are the other factors that impact our situation yeah, there are, there are quite a number of them. Just to mention uh, a few of them, uh, uh, saying, the water scarcity is also exacerbated by an escalating demand of water and sanitation services in terms of provision due to economic and, and, and the population thereof. There is rapid urbanization that is currently happening, rising standards of living, as well as the aging infrastructure that leads to excessive water loss. Hence, the attempt to reduce the non-revenue water and further investigation on 
other alternative sources such as groundwater as well as to augment the water supply. We have seen in 2017 where we have put all the water users together and we asked them to say, let us look at other alternative sources instead of relying on water, on surface water. Because looking at the rain patterns in the country, more especially uh, in the dry areas, it is, it is a challenge. So now we are saying in terms of, and, and those, those issues that were discussed in, in, in the old town studies that were done many years ago, now we are saying let us look at other alternative, uh, uh, you know, alternative sources uh, in order to, 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 to augment the water supply. Mm. And, and how does load shedding affect your operations and what are the plans in place to mitigate some of these effects of, of load shedding? Because, um, you know, heaven forbid winter comes and we are settled with load shedding stage eight. And it, it definitely has an impact on, on your supply of water uh, as well as your operations in terms of water supply as well as, as sanitation, which is a big problem. <laughs> yeah. Truly speaking, um, load shedding, it does have an impact in terms of uh, some of the infrastructure. But in the Western Cape, we are working very closely with the local government uh, since the beginning of the load shedding. And we we have been working uh, very closely to ensure that um, all the municipalities within the Western Cape, they are on par in terms of uh, ensuring that they have the backup mechanism. And... um, the high level of, of load shedding is having a negative impact uh, as in, on water supply and, and wastewater treatment. And as a result, uh, the water boards, not only in the Western Cape and other municipalities, they are currently experiencing difficulties in keeping their reservoirs sufficiently full of treated water supply and water consistently and to, 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 to meet the demand in all the areas of supply. And we have, we, have, we have observed that municipalities are currently experiencing difficulties in keeping their wastewater treatment works. I think we have seen it in the newspapers uh, in terms of uh, the works operational, which can also result in sewage spillages and the release of effluent, which is not a minimum uh, quality standard, meaning that it's partially treated and uh, it, it gets discharged to our water resources. As a result, it pollutes our water resources. And also, it does have a, a negative impact on the operation of the pumps. In some cases, sediment is pumped through the pumps and, and the pressure is required to pump a, a water, water that is lost and takes time to rebuild uh, you know, the, 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 the energy. And that is creating air bubbles in systems. And that is now the, the, the biggest challenge. This in turn results in damage of, 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 of the pumps and, 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 and pipes. And um, with frequent load shedding, um, the continuous flow of water is really inter- interrupted. And this means reservoirs are, are under significant pressure, especially high-lying reservoirs. The good thing is that currently the department is um, going through the full-blown of the blue drop, which is the drinking water quality uh, assessment. They are assessing all the municipalities in the country, water services authorities, water services providers, some are the water boards, some are the municipalities, to ensure that they do have a backup mechanism in order to avoid uh, the challenges that are currently uh, being experienced in the, in, 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 within the, the municipalities. Now, uh, if you look, if I come to, to, to the Western Cape, um, the municipalities within the Western Cape, working very closely with the local government, they have ensured that they do have those backup mechanisms. Some of the municipalities are even uh, purchasing 
uh, extra, uh, you know, a backup mechanism like generators to ensure that they 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 are um, on board in terms of uh, ensuring that water supply and sanitation services is uh, is supplied. Mm. Channing this morning to Intombizanere Bila Mupariwa. She is the Western Cape Provincial Head for the Department of Water and Sanitation. And Intombizanere, uh, a WhatsApp message that has just come in says, "Morning, we are not worried about water, but we are very worried." Uh, about electricity but as, as you've indicated you know you need the electricity to actually uh, you know to to run the pumps and things like that so uh, load shedding uh, does definitely impact on a lot of the operation how often do you test and monitor the water purity this blue drop system and and if people are unsure about the water quality coming out of the taps what what can you basically you know where can they report it if i'm saying to myself i'm i'm tasting something funny in the water and, and the dam levels are very low where do i report that in tomizanele okay uh should they have any challenges uh communities are urged to call their local authorities uh, within their area of jurisdiction in instances where they don't get uh, favorable responses they are welcome to contact the department hotline Department of Water and Sanitation hotline, which is 0800-200-200. We will be able to um, assist those, um, those, uh, with, with those uh, complaints. Now, how often do we um, monitor the blue drop um, assessment? Okay. What, we are, what, we are, what the department is currently doing, because there is a green drop and there is a blue drop. Green drop is the wastewater management. Last year, it was a full-blown wastewater assessment, which is the green drop. We do it um, one year, and then the following year, we only do the progress report, meaning that we are giving the municipalities, the water services authorities and providers an opportunity to improve based on what has been recommended in the previous report that was released by Minister Mkunu. And then this year, we're doing the blue drop assessment. And the following year, we will be doing the progress report, making sure that whatever we have made, we have put as recommendations is being implemented. We do not want to release the report uh, in order to uh, um, uh, inform the public in terms of the water quality standard. However, we want to make sure that implementation is being implemented by the water services authorities, by the water services providers. So in a nutshell, just to respond to to your question, um, every second year we do the full assessment. In between, we do the progress assessment to make sure that um, municipalities are are on board, to make sure that uh, all the water services providers and and, and authorities are are always... you know, uh, you know, they, they do not forget about mm. monitoring, uh, about their obligations. Yeah, it's it's Water Month, and Water Month is in March, and uh, the International, you know, uh, Water Day will be celebrated on the twenty second of March. What activities and initiatives has the the Western Cape Department of Water and Sanitation got planned for National Water Month next month? Okay, we we have been, uh, different initiatives and. Um, let me start by key messages that we will want to share with um with our our our, our communities. We would like to say uh, remind them that South Africa is a water scarce country, and we would like to say let us accelerate change in order to make sure that uh, we are 
we, we, we don't go back to where we were putting into the Western Cape. In 2017, I think you remember. Day when zero. We, they, yes, <laughs> the so-called day zero. Yes. <laughs> that never came, yeah. So we are, we, we, are, we are going in full force to say, in order to achieve for all, we must use water more efficiently. So there will be a lot of um, uh, awareness that we, we will be doing, and we are not going to do it together because water business is not only for the Department of Water and Sanitation. It is for all of us. It is for the communities. It is for, for all um, different departments. And we are saying that uh, to the media, Let's hold hands. My predecessor, Mr. Rashid Khan, used to say we need to hold hands in order to ensure that we achieve the goal that we want to achieve as, as the water sector. Chatting this morning to Intombizanele Bila Mupariwa. Uh, and we're chatting about the West. She's a Western Cape uh, provincial head for the Department of Water and Sanitation. And uh, water, as well as sanitation, has been at the forefront of uh, a number of things happening in and around, especially the Western Cape. And if you look at Molniton Lagoon, there is a, a lot of talk around that. In Tomizanela, we've got nine dams, if I'm correct, and we we are standing currently at 56.8% in our dams. This is the 24th of the second, which was yesterday. Uh, that's mm-hmm. the calculation. We are in danger if we don't have... Uh, a really nice wet winter. Um, and of course, we can propel ourselves into December for having a very dry uh, season. Water saving and, and water awareness and water saving measures should become ingrained in our daily water usage as, as people of this particular province or even of the country. We should definitely have that as part of us. We should still be thinking to, do, to the measures of day zero where we were talking about grey water and every child in school knew what grey water was, isn't it? Correct. And, 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 and then part of the activities that we are going to do, uh, it will also include uh, the outreach to schools, the roadshows, the exhibitions, recognizing surplus water practitioners and, 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 and visible. And one of the issues that we are going to touch on in terms of uh, our, our water, we, we are going to look at, van- we, we're not going to forget about vandalism because that still is a serious challenge in, in, in our water in infrastructure. We are going to look at water use efficiency, water conservation and demand management. We are also going to look at um, the hygiene, health and hygiene, because these this three, you cannot separate the two. And uh, you, have, you have mentioned the issue about the, the dam levels in, in the Western Cape. Yes, indeed. Uh, the dam levels are showing a decline on week on week, but um, that is normalizing um, uh, uh, this time of the year. The current storage levels of the dams of the Western Cape Water Supply System, you can also check it on our website, it, it, it is, it is supply, which is supplying the metro, are far lower than what it was in the same time uh, um, this year. However, the department monitors the dams, the dam levels, and against the year-on-year for the same period for five to ten years. Taking the worst year uh, over the period into consideration as well. We're not, we're not, when, when we are doing the monitoring, we are also looking at how were we in the past ten years. And every year we compare this week as compared to the previous week. Now, what we have done uh, last year, when we met with the entire water sector, because we do not make that decision alone as, as a department. We invite 
the Department of Local Government, the Department who is representing the municipalities, we invite the Department of Agriculture who is representing the, the, the farmers at large to say that let's come and work together. Let us look at what the model is saying in terms of what what we have um, harvested for that for, for that hydrological uh, year. Now we we because last year the the dam levels were much better than they, they are now, and the rain patterns they were much better. We when we met last year we said okay even though we are not going to implement restrictions now. What we are going to do, we are going to monitor the system very, very closely. Instead of us meeting once a year, we are going to meet every quarter in order to assess the behavior of the system. So now next week, Tuesday, we are meeting as a technical committee to look to make an assessment of how the system has been behaving. Because currently, we are in the season where uh, farmers are irrigating. It is their season to irrigate before the winter rainfall. And... Um, so once that is done, we are going to have a bigger meeting where we are going to have the entire water sector and say, eh, eh, colleagues, this is how our system is looking. Now, that is where we are going to make a decision in terms of um, the water restriction or, or, and, and so forth. However, what, 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 what is important is that uh, even though from the national government we might not have implemented the water restriction, it does not stop the municipalities in their own jurisdiction to implement as per their water use and water demand and water supply. Chatting this morning to Ntombi Zanelli, she's the Western Cape Provincial Head, Department of Water and Sanitation. Uh, two WhatsApp messages that have come in, Ntombi Zanelli. A very informative interview with Ntombi Zanelli. Thank you. Access to clean water is dignity. Great job you're doing in the Western Cape. So there we go. That's a, a thumbs up for you, Ntombi Zanelli. And also, hi Zane, um, M wants to know, please ask the Provincial Head about the current safety levels of our tap water. Do we need to boil it? before drinking or are we safe in Tombezanele? Okay. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for that. Uh, normally I, I get that question. But um, generally, in South Africa, the water in, in, in South Africa is safe to drink. However, where uh, communities are experiencing adulting the water, first point of call is to contact the municipality. Because, you know, um, boiling alert it's normally related to microbiological. Because if you boil the water where there are high chemicals, it might not kill those chemicals. Now, we are saying that the first point of call is to contact your municipality. Where municipality, you are not successful in terms of contacting the municipality, you need to contact the department in the number that I have already given. Then we'll be able to assist you. But in terms of the boil alert, the boil alert is normally issued by the municipality after they've run the test. After they've run the test and they've got the result that, yes, this uh, water, it has got microbial, microbial uh, uh, challenges. But what I would like to advise our, our listeners as well is that when they're experiencing those challenges and they're feeling sick, and the first thing is to go to the health clinic and be assessed and, and, and be diagnosed and, and get some kind of recommendation from the uh, practitioner who have we have been uh, uh, trained for that. I'm just a, a natural scientist, uh, not a medical doctor. But um, what, what we are advising is that first point of course, contact the municipality, check what is the problem with, with the water. It could be that there was a pipe burst and now the color of the water is changing. Not necessarily meaning that 
the water is highly polluted. So those are some of the things that we, we always encourage. But the boil alert, it has to be issued by the, the, the local authority within that area of jurisdiction. And Thomas Anile, thank you so much for your conversation this morning. And there we go, M. You don't need to boil it. The boil alert will be put out by the municipality. She is the Western Cape Provincial Head, Department of Water and Sanitation.